All right, Claire. All earthly things with earth will fade away, but prayer grasps eternity. And I'm convinced of this, God does not hear prayer. He hears desperate prayer. Prayer is not a position, whether you need. Prayer is not a position, it's a disposition. You get to the place where you'd rather sweat, you'd rather weep in his presence than laugh in anybody else's presence. You'd rather God whisper a secret into your heart that breaks you. And somebody give you the prizes that all the world covets. Prayer is almost the greatest human privilege that we have. If you're visiting, my name is Dave Nelson, pastor here, and I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today. And, uh, and happy Thanksgiving week. All right, fantastic. I, I really do, I mean, we're, we're kicking it off for you, right? Don't forget the chili afterwards. We're going to kind of help expand your stomach a little bit so you're ready for your Thanksgiving meal on Thursday. Um, tonight, actually, Ecclesia Church that meets here has invited us. They do an actual worship and Thanksgiving just to kind of prime the pump. So if you're into just the football and the turkey, this might help you to actually get thanks to God tonight at 6 o'clock. If you'd like to join us, that'd be great. Thursday, we're actually, Thanksgiving Day, first time ever, we're actually going to be in a car driving. Has anybody looked at the weather report lately? <laughs> okay, I'm hoping I can thank God for getting us south where we're heading safely. Um, but as we think about being thankful today and for this week, my goal for you is that by the time you get out of here, before we leave this morning, you will be incredibly thankful for how much God wants to be involved in your life. It's unbelievable. That's what we're going to look at today. And prayer, the series that we're in, is a huge way to make that happen. Now, I love this, this little Jason Bourne. I love Jason Bourne. Great stuff. I love when she looks at him. He, he's scheming, right? He's the expert. He's working. He's figuring it out. He goes, I know we can make this happen. And he's a little bit nervous. But she says, we need this, right? We need this. Need anything this morning? We need this, right? And then she just simply asks. You mean you just asked? Are you? I love the fact you all cracked up and laughed at that. Because I'm going to share a little story here with you that I saw just a couple weeks ago. I shared actually. If you guys, uh, by the way, I'm I'm sending out a midweek devotional. If you guys are interested in getting that, you can. If you have our app, it'll send it right to you. Um, if you're a part of our K2 family, engaged here, connected, you get those emails. Encourage you just to get that boost in the middle of your week. A couple weeks ago, I sent this one out. This is a really funny story because Jesus exemplified this very video we just watched. He's out there teaching. 5,000 men are there. Now, if that meant just the male species, then there were probably 10,000 people listening to him. So it gets done at the end of the day, and all of a sudden, his disciples come up to him, and they, say, and they tell Jesus, they say, hey, Jesus, you got to send these people away because we don't have any food here, man. And they, you just send them to town so they can get some food and get some lodging for the night. And then Jesus looks back at them and says, well, why don't you give them something to eat? Now, a couple things here are interesting. Notice. The disciples see a problem. There's a huge situation going on. We got five to 10,000 people here that we need to figure out how to give them some food. And here's what I love. And then they go and they tell Jesus what to do. Anybody in here ever do that? 
got a problem, got an issue, and you kind of go in prayer and tell Jesus what to do. And then he comes back and he says, why don't you give them something to eat? See, when they looked at the situation, all they could see was the problem. And then all they could see was their own ingenuity. How are we going to figure this thing out? This is how we're going to solve the problem. And then they looked at the resources they had and what they have. Five loaves of bread and two fish for five to 10,000 people. And then it says Jesus took the bread and the fish and he looked to heaven. See, they looked all around at their own ability and their own ingenuity and their own resources when they had a problem, when they had a need. But Jesus looks to heaven. I woke up this morning, and this verse was, I hadn't even been thinking about this one, which is interesting, but it was on my heart, so I'm going to share it with you. It says, if my people, and by the way, this is Jesus, God, this is the Old Testament, and God actually says, if I shut down the rain and it isn't raining, or if I send locusts and they're eating up all of your crops, or if I send a plague and you, everybody's sick, now think about those. If it's not raining, or if there's locusts, or if there's a plague, there's nothing you can do about it. It's just happening. He says this. But if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. See, if you humble yourselves, instead of trying to figure it out, instead of when you have a problem, what God is saying all through the scriptures, he's saying, come to me, look to heaven. Look to me, engage with me. Because if you do, if you humble yourself and seek my face and pray, he says, I will move. You guys, when we ask, God moves. And I just know, man, as I've been sitting through this, this message and preparing, it's unbelievable to me how much of the time I'm trying to make something happen. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. And I know for me and I hope for you today, you'll leave here and go, wait a second, I can actually go to the God of the universe who knows everything, who's loving, right? This Father in heaven, who loves me, who's good, who only does right things, who has all the power in the world. And he says, look to me. Humble yourself and look to me, and I'll move. Or I'll move you. That's next week's message. I'll move. Or when you pray, I'll move you. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is what we've been looking at. Jesus told us that everything in the whole reason you and I are here is about a relationship with God. Eternal life is that you actually have a living relationship with God. In Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. That was the first message, right? That's why we pray to our Father who loves us and who's good, who's holy, who's righteous, who can't do a wrong thing. Trust, you can trust in a holy Father. Trust him with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding when you pray. When you have a, that was last week. And that's why you pray. When you pray to God and you say, your kingdom come and your will be done. Not my way. God, I want your way. And then, now we come into this and we experience him. Because he says, in all your ways, know him. Think about this. In all your ways, know him. Now, what that word means, it means to experience him. Get him in to all of your life, everything that goes on. That's what a relationship is, is letting him in to all of your ways. 
It's kind of like when I come home, Susie, I don't know anybody else, when you guys are done with your day and you actually get back together after a long day, every time I come home and Susie says, the first thing she says is, tell me about your day. Tell me about your day. She wants me to share my life with her and she wants to share it with me. And that's what prayer is, you guys, with God. He's saying, let me in. I want to know. But I don't only want to know. I actually want you to bring me in to all your ways. Okay? So here's my phrase. This is what, I want. I'm, this is what I've been meditating on all week long. I'm hoping this will change my life, and I'm hoping it will change yours. Okay? Here's our phrase for today. There it is. In all things... At all times, always pray. In all things, at all times, always pray. Okay, say that with me. In all things, at all times, always pray. Now, here's what I'm going to do with you today. I'm going to unpack just one verse. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Ephesians 6, verse 18. When you open up the book of Ephesians, Paul basically is trying to help us to understand Everything that Jesus did on the cross was to get us reconciled with God so that we would not be separated from God, so that we could actually have our sins forgiven, so that we could be reconciled to him, so that he could fill us with his spirit. In other words, the whole book is saying you were created for a relationship with God and with relationship with each other. We're supposed to be one with God and one with each other. You get to chapter 6, the verse we're going to look at today. And it's called the spiritual warfare. There is a battle that's constant to keep you from actually living your life with God. And you know it, right? The battles out here in the world, everything in the world tries to get us off on a different path than God's. Our own flesh, come on, man, let's just admit what it is to be human. A human being doesn't naturally want to follow God. We just don't. And we have this enemy who's constantly lying to us. There is a constant battle to say, man, if you actually get God into your life, you will be a powerful influence in this world. So at the very end, he gives us spiritual warfare. How do we actually fight so that we can actually have God in our life? And this is the last verse. After he gives all this other stuff, he says, pray. Pray. If you're going to win this battle and actually experience God and have eternal life and have him in your life, you got to pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. All right? Now, let me walk you through this real quick. If you have your program, grab it. Lots of stuff. I'm going to go quick because i got some major application I want you to get through, Okay? But, or if you have our app, pull it up, and you can take all your notes and fill them up right there. Let's talk about this first one. Pray in the Spirit. When you pray, this is what we're talking about, the Bible tells us pray in the Spirit. In a nutshell, that was last week's message. When you pray in the Spirit, you're not praying on your own. And too often, many of us come, like last week, and we just tell God, we're like the disciples, God, I got a problem, and here's what I want done. <laughs> Instead of praying in the Spirit is what we learned last week. You're actually supposed to say, God, I want your will to be done. 
I want your kingdom to come. I want your way. Bring, as it is in heaven, God, you are perfect. Bring your way. So when you pray, you pray in the spirit. Let me give you just two verses that I have memorized that help me all the time when I pray. Okay, look at these. John 15, 16. Jesus says, you didn't choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that whatever you ask, do you guys see that? In all things, at all times, whatever you ask, in my name, the Father will give you. See, when you pray in the name of Jesus, and I don't know, I've shared this before. When I was a kid and I grew up, I just thought that's what you had to tag on at the end of your prayers. Anybody else feel that way? You get done with your prayer and you say, and in the name of Jesus. And I remember, what, I've shared this here before, but one time I was a kid and my mom got done praying and she just said, amen. And I'm like, oh, crap, it's not going to work. <laughs> you got to put the tag on. <laughs> that's, not, that's not what it means, okay? When you pray in the name of Jesus, back then the name actually meant the identity of the person. So when you were praying in the name of Jesus, you were praying in alignment with who he is and what he does. And that goes along with this next verse, 1 John 5, 14. This is the confidence. Come on, guys, listen to this. This is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything, guys, see it again? Ask what? Anything. In all things, at all times, ask. And when... According, but if we ask anything, here it is, according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked for. Wow. I just got to tell you, man, I memorized that one. You know why? Can I be honest with you? I don't believe it. I struggle. Anybody else struggle to believe that? If I ask anything. In line with his will, if I pray in the spirit, not in Dave, not in what Dave wants, but if I want his kingdom and his will in the name of Jesus, in accordance with his will, the scriptures tells us he hears you. He hears you. If you humble yourself, seek his face, and pray like this, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know we have what we ask for, okay? So the first thing, when you pray, in all things, all the time, always pray, make sure you're praying in the Spirit, okay? That's the first thing. Here's the second one, very next phrase, on all occasions, okay? And that's all I'm saying is, bring God into everything. Trust in the Lord, you guys, with all of your heart. Lean not on your understanding in all your ways. Know him. Share life with him. Get him involved in your life and get in his life. And that's every relationship, okay, on all occasions. Man, you and I should be praying about if you're married, you should be praying constantly for your spouse. You should be praying for your kids. You should be praying that you are in God's will, acting like him, loving like Jesus, these most important people in your life. You pray on all occasions. Tomorrow morning, man, you walk in with your boss or your coworker or the people you oversee, and you pray. You bring God in on all occasions. Every work thing that happens. Do you guys know this? You don't ever have to do anything. This is so phenomenal. You and I were created to be in an intimate relationship with God. 
who's with you, and he's saying, pray on all occasions. You can bring God into your work. You can ask him for his ideas. You can ask him for the grace and the wisdom to know how to deal with the people you're working with. You don't have to carry your workload alone. Your finances, everything. Here's a great verse that helps us support this. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. says, don't be anxious about anything but in every situation. There it is again. What are you supposed to be praying about? In all things. All the time. Man, pray. How many of you, were, how many of you were this morning were worried about something? Two of you. You bunch of liars. No, I'm serious. What are you anxious about? What are you fretting over? And how many of you said, man, in this occasion, the first thing that comes to your mind, I'm going to go to God and get God involved in this thing. No. If you're like me, we fret, we worry, we think about it. No. In every situation, by what? Prayer and petition, which just means asking. With thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ. Guys, pray. In all things, all the time, always pray, okay? Here's the third phrase, with all kinds of prayers and requests. Now, I'm not, I'm not even going to get into this one, but basically, I think all this is saying is don't hold anything back, okay? Now, if you grew up in the church, you probably think, or maybe if you didn't grow up in the church, I don't know, but sometimes we think we got to be all formal and we got to get our prayers right, Okay? If God's going to really listen to me, it's like, like the guy in the, in the video, right? in the opening scene. i got to say the words right. i got to have the form right. No, you don't. No, you don't. Just don't hold anything back and just lay yourself out. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later, so we don't need to get into this. But basically, just go to God and talk to him and be real with him and lay everything out there. Anything you're concerned about, any request you have, any situation you're involved, in all things, at all times, always pray. Okay? Say it with me. In all things, at all time, always pray. All right. Here's the fourth one. Be alert. Be alert. With this in mind, that you can pray all the time, be alert. Now, I am going to unpack this one just for a second. To be alert means to be vigilant. It actually means no sleeping. Your eyes are awake. But in the Old Testament, they were called watchmen. And the watchmen used to stand on the walls. And they had to watch because there was war constantly. A watchman could never just get tired and sleep. He always had, that's, don't you love his name? Watch, man. Watch. Now here's what the Bible says. In life, we're supposed to be Alert. Here's what Jesus, he, Jesus says this point blank. Watch and pray so that you won't fall into temptation. The spirit's willing, but the flesh is weak. I, uh, two years ago, I went back and I looked this up. Two years ago, this, this, I just kept hearing this. Watch and pray, Dave. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. So I actually sat down and had this really long prayer time with God. And I'm like, God, what do you mean? Why is this so important? Why do I need to watch and pray? Because two reasons. And actually, I just read this book on leadership about the Navy SEALs. And here's, one th here's two things you know about the Navy SEALs. Number one, when they go on a mission, are they alert? Are they watching? 
They know at any second, any turn, anywhere, the enemy could be there. And so they're like, they are like super attentive. That's what Jesus is saying, you guys. Listen, there again, there is a battle trying to keep you away from actually being in a relationship with God. Because if you walk in the spirit of God, you will have his joy. You will have his peace. You will have his freedom. You will be filled with love. You'll have his wisdom. You'll have his strength. You'll have everything you need. And so the enemy is constantly trying to lure us into temptation. Guys, be careful. Watch and pray. So you don't fall into temptation. And the biggest temptation is to say no to God and break fellowship with him. Don't do it. But notice what he says. As soon as you sense any temptation, what are you supposed to do? Pray. Go to me. Come to me. Come to me. Come to me. Because in all things, at all times, always pray. Why? Because when you come to me, I move. That's so cool. So when you're struggling in your mind, you're believing lies, you're struggling with temptations, you, and I know this, man, it's so hard. The last thing I want to do, it's so weird. The last thing I want to do when I'm really struggling is go to God. Because usually I already feel ashamed, right? Like, I think I said it two weeks ago, that, that, that little phrase. With our father, sometimes we think about our father. When we mess up, we think about God, and we go, oh, my God, my father's going to kill me. Or the gospel says, oh, my God, I screwed up. I need to call my father. He's a good dad. Man, be alert, and then watch him pray. But here's the other thing. The Navy SEALs, they're not only alert to the possible enemy, they move, boom, at the impulse of their commanding officer. One word from him, and they go, why? Because if they don't, what's going to happen? They're probably going to die, or they're going to have everyone around them die. I'm telling you, man. And Jesus was just saying, listen, Dave, there's a battle out here for you. Because God does not, Satan does not want me totally in line with God. There's a battle for my marriage. There's a battle for my kids. There's a battle for this church. And I tell you, if you're alert, be alert. Then you are not only alert to the potential danger, you're also alert to him, to your commanding officer, to his voice. He's working all the time, and he wants to move us to do things. And if you and I will be alert, if you sense, as soon as you sense an idea, pray, God, what do you want me to know? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to know? What do you want me to do? And move. All right? So be alert. That's number four. Here's number five. Always keep on praying. I love, I love this. this. You guys, this is so rich all through Scripture. In all things, at all times, always pray. And keep on praying. Here's what Jesus said, or says about Jesus in Luke 18.1. Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should Always pray and not give up. I don't have time to unpack that one, but I just know this is an important thing because sometimes I feel like, man, I prayed once. Anybody else feel like that? I threw that to him. Come on, God. I'm telling you, man, you got to read the scripture and you find out people pray for a long time and they don't give up. I confess to you, I don't know why. God doesn't give us insight into that. But I do know this, the most important thing to him is the relationship with him. Sometimes I think he's just developing our dependence on him, all right? So always keep on praying. And here's the last one. 
for all the Lord's people. For all the Lord's people. In all things, at all times. <laughs> in all things, at all times, always pray for others. Always pray for others. I, I, and I just want to, so let me just share, I know we're all over the gamut here. Some of us are just beginning to investigate God. Some of you are brand new in your faith. It's so exciting. I see a lot of faces in here, though, and you've been here a long time. And you actually are a mature follower of Jesus. And I want to tell you, this one's for you. It's for all of us. But I want to pray especially that you would get this one. Now, I'm, I'm going to be, it took me a long time. I'll confess to you. And in fact, even this year, I have changed so much in this. We need to be praying for others. We can pray on behalf of other people, and God will move for them. Come on, man. Oh, that's just incredible. So Paul, he, he just exemplifies this for us. Over and over and over, this guy who went around to all these churches everywhere. He's in Romans. He says, constantly I remember you in my prayers at all times. In Colossians to the church there, he says, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. In Thessalonians, the church there, he says, with this in mind, we constantly pray for you. I mean, he's just, this guy, he knows so much more than we do. Can I just ask you a question? And I'm asking myself, I got a big mirror right here. Who do I constantly pray for? Who do I never stop praying for? And the scripture's just clear. It's like, hey, if you love, because this is amazing, if you love anyone on this planet at all times and anything going on in somebody else's life, you can love them by praying to God and God will move for them. Or he'll move you. <laughs> to move for them. This is a phenomenal thing. So now I want to just get into some practical application because I think this is really important in these last 10 minutes with you. Because it's one thing to know, to hear these scriptures, and I hope you hear this. I hope you take this verse. I hope you wrestle with this. I hope you realize it over and over and over and over and over again. God is saying, listen, I made you for me. And eternal life is when you actually live your life with me. Share it with me. Pray to me. Give me your thoughts. Give me your anxieties. Give me your worries. Give me your doubts. Give me your questions. Give me your requests. Give me everything. And then he says, and then I'll give you mine. I will give you my mind. I will give you my heart. I will give you everything that you need that's actually good for you, that's in line with my purpose, with my will, and in my way, because it's good. All right? So now, let me just give you some three practical applications. And they kind of go in depth of, uh, of understanding of how to do this. Here's the first one. This is for every one of you in this room, okay? Pray regularly. Pray regularly. Luke 5, 16. Jesus often withdrew to lonely places, and he prayed. Now, so let me just kind of confess to you again. I, I don't know why, but there's always, there for a long time, there was a sense in me that just believed. I, I, I think it was partly faith, but it was just a messed up faith. 
But I really believed that as long as I did anything God wanted me to do, he was just going to do stuff. He would, I, didn't, I didn't think I actually had to ask him to do anything. Because he loves us. He loves the church. He cares. He's just going to move, and I'm just going to walk by faith. But you guys, if that was true, if that's just how it worked, then why in the world would Jesus? Because if Jesus, if there's anyone on the planet who could have done it by himself, it would have been Jesus. But no, he constantly withdrew to lonely places, and he connected with his father. Okay? I'm going to challenge you really, really strongly in these three points. Number one, if you want to experience an intimate relationship with God, where you're receiving his very presence in your life. I don't, know, I don't know about you, man. I need to spend some time with that woman to actually be intimate and close. There's no way you will ever have a close relationship with somebody you don't regularly spend time with. All right? So Jesus did. So let me just give you a couple things. First of all, with time, okay? Do not, here's, here's, my, here's my challenge to you this week. Don't go out your door. Don't go out your door this week without spending not much. I'm just going to just start easy. Everything starts easy. Just give five minutes to him. Can you guys do that? Can you give God five minutes? Think about this. This is the God who knows you, who knows who actually goes before your day, who knows everybody you're going to interact with, who actually has plans for you, has all the wisdom you need, the grace and the mercy and the strength. And he's sitting there going, and I'm ready to give you every good thing you need. Give him five minutes. Don't go out your door until you spend that time with him. And then what do you do? You just really quickly just do these three weeks that we just taught you. Adore him. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. What's that mean? For me, I've been saying this all week. God, you are loving me. You are good to me. You can only do what's right for me. And you have all the power in the world. What'd that take? 10 seconds? 10 seconds. Okay, move to the second one. And I want your kingdom to come and I want your will to be done. And then if you don't, just confess it to him. <laughs> just be honest with him. Tell him, God, I'm really struggling in this area. Clean the slate and then ask him. Ask him to be in your day your marriage, in all things, at all times, bring it. And then the other thing I just want to tell you, this is something I've done really different this year, is also when you pray regularly, do it in t with intentionality. Do it with intentionality. And I think the best thing I've done this year is make a list. Make a list of the people that you want to pray for. And I have lots of different categories on there. Number one is my family. I pray for them hardcore every day. They get the first thing. The second thing on my list is you all, is this place right here. I pray for this community, and I pray for this church. And man, I would just ask you, I would love it if you, at all, in all things, at all times, would pray for K2 and ask God to lead us. Pray for our building situation, which again, just, I know we see the big for sale sign out there, Right? But again, the same issue as, as I've shared with you the whole time. The owners are still ready to do anything. They would love to put someone else in this building. But they might sell it. And we're sitting here going, okay, God, then you put us where you want us to be. Ask him. Ask him to do that for us because he's a good father who loves us. 
but make a list. I have the key guys in my life. I pray for them every day. And then I have people in other things I pray on a semi-regularly basis, but make a list, all right? That's the first one, pray regularly. Here's the second one. Pray intimately. Pray intimately. I read this last week, Psalm 105, verse 4. It says, look to the Lord and his strength and seek his face always. There's the word again. Always. But what got me with this one is it said to seek his face. So I started thinking about that. In all your ways, know him. In all your ways, everything that's going on in your life, engage with God, seek his face. Now, you guys know this. There's something really powerful when you actually look at someone's face. Because you can listen without looking. And I don't know about you, any of your kids ever listen to you without looking? (laughs) But especially if they feel ashamed or if there's a conflict going on, and what do you want to say? Hey, hey, hey. Put your hands right on their face. And you say, look at me, look at me, look at me. Why do we do that? Because if they can look in my eyes... They see something deeper there than the words that just get communicated. And we all know this is true. Listen, you guys. Somehow, you and I can be that intimate with God. Now, I'm going up a level here. Some of you just need to spend five minutes and start to get to know him. But I'm telling you, For me, when I read that, I realized, because look what it says. Look to the Lord and his strength. Because that's what I do with my kids sometimes, right, when they're shaking. By the way, Susan and I are watching This Is Us. How many of you have ever seen that watch This Is Us? A lot of you. I love when the one son's reflecting back because he was super anxious and used to have these panic attacks. And every time he'd have a panic attack, what would his dad do? Grab his face and make him look him in the eyes. And then he'd be at peace. My kids, my wife, I get strength from looking in her eyes. When we pray to God, we can actually not just throw up a quick, hey, God, please help me with this, help me with that. You can actually get intimate with God. And when you look at his face, like the eyes are the window of the soul, and you go right into the depth of who God is, And I know that's what, and I'm telling you, that's all that first message was. You are my father. And I feel like God wants to say to us, look at me. Look at me. I love you. I can only love you. Do you believe that when you pray? I'm so good. All, everything I do is good. Do you believe that he loves you that way? I'm righteous, David. Look at me. Look at me. I can't do anything wrong. Lots of times I have to really sit with that one. And then look at me, David. I'm almighty. And nobody can thwart me. 
That's praying intimately to a God who's relational. And then he looks in your soul. Okay, all right, that's good enough, God. But all that is, is you start being open now with God. You start being, it is scary. It's weird, you guys. If you're really praying and you're really engaging with God, he can look in your soul. And then you see what's not aligned with him and you confess it. And because of Jesus, he forgives you and you're cleansed and you can get right back in. Some of you are not experiencing intimacy with God today because of the shame of what you've done. And you need to go pray intimately. Let him look inside because he loves you. And he'll forgive you and cleanse you. And you can get back here. And then you just share honestly. One guy said, I own this, he says, you must go to God unlike him. Even last night, I'm praying with Susan. I'm like, I want to be, I want to come to God. Like, no. Be super honest and just come to God intimately exactly as you are. And God will touch that person. Okay? Now, I don't have chance, time to get to the third one, but everybody goes, but I didn't fill in my blank. Okay, so here it is. <laughs> Pray unceasingly. And by the way, I probably shouldn't teach on this because I don't even know how to do that one. It's re really amazing. Get the book Prayer by Richard Foster and read. But here's what I do believe, because I know I've tasted it. I have walked with God. It's the only reason I do what I do. Why in the world am I up here? Why are we trying to equip you? What are we trying to invite you into? I want you to experience what I've experienced. And God is in my life. But I know this, as much as he is, he can be way more. We can actually walk like Jesus with an uninterrupted communion with him. Now, maybe later this year or something, we'll have to do a whole message just on that one, all right? So, Bam, why don't you guys come on up, and here's how we're going to close today. In all things, at all times, always pray. So here's what I want you to think about. What is that thing right now for you that you would like to share with God? What's the one thing in your life right now that you want to give to God, you want to express to him, you want to actually ask him to come in? And we're just gonna give you a few moments in all times. So right now, whatever you're anxious about, whatever you're confused about, whoever you care about right now, whatever you want to give to God, listen to me, man, in all things, so whatever it is, at all times, so let's do it right now, give your requests to God. And maybe some of you just need to take a minute too and just go through that whole thing. God, you are my Father and you love me. Maybe just take some time. You love me. You're good. You're good. You can't do anything wrong. You're righteous. And you're powerful. Believe those things. And then here's what we want you to do. If you're interested, we, we're just going to give you a couple minutes to just, as the music plays like this, just really low-key, to just pray and give it to him. Invite him in. And believe what he says. I'll move.
I'll move on whatever you ask in my name. If you ask anything right now in accordance with my will, if you want my kingdom and my will to be done, I will. Listen, you guys, come on, think about this. I will hear you. The God Almighty will hear you. And he will move. Or he will move you. And then if you're interested, we would love to pray for you. We would love to join that. And so you can take your phone at any time and go to your email. And you can do this anytime. You can do this when you go home, all week long. We always have this, prayer at k2thechurch.com. And you can send an email. You could send this request that you have. And we will pray for you to a God who moves, who does what's right and good on your behalf. All right? So take a minute or two. Just bow your head, engage with this loving Father who would love to give you a good gift today. Let's pray.